0: Inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode. Today we have another amazing conversation. These days... Presentations happen not only in conferences or in meeting rooms, but also remotely, no, online, in a distance. And a good example of this are the webinars. And we have a special guest who has a lot to tell us about this. He is the founder of Speaking Empire, which teaches entrepreneurs how to scale up their business using selling from presentations and stages. He authored a book with Dan Kennedy that teaches how to do it. And it is called No BS Guide to Powerful Presentations. How to sell anything with webinars, online media, speeches, and seminars. Ladies and gentlemen, Dustin Matthews.
1: <laughs> Oscar, that was an amazing introduction. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> I'm really fired up to be here.
0: Oh, fantastic. Nice to, to talk with you. And um, yeah, the intro was short. So tell me a bit about yourself and then how you end up with this book with Dan Kennedy.
1: No. Oh, yeah, that's, that's definitely a long story, but I'll, uh, I'll keep it short and interesting uh, for folks listening in. So I'm actually the guy that was afraid to do this, to be in front of a microphone or in front of others. And so at university, I had to take this public speaking class. And I remember one day uh, going there, and it was crazy. And the teacher came out and said, listen, you have to give 10 presentations. Three are going to be in front of all 300 uh, people here in the room, and then seven will be in, in smaller breakouts. And I'm, I'm looking around saying, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did, did anyone else hear this? And so I uh, I left. And so the challenging thing was in order to graduate, you had to take this class. And so I sign up again thinking I'll find a smaller class, but it was the same 300 again, and it was the same – spiel. It was the same thing, 10 talks. And so I'd like to say, Oscar, I I conquered my fear in that moment. And and I went on and, you know, life was all great, but I actually left again uh, because I was so motivated by fear to get up in front of others. And so um, what's funny is I found a legal loophole to get out of publicly speaking in front of others. And now I run a company called Speaking Empire, as you mentioned, and I train other people how to do it. And I I think that's funny because in life, you know, we have these opportunities, we have these challenges, fears, and phobias that we face maybe early on. And I find with most folks that are successful, they end up conquering them in some form or fashion later. Some people build entire businesses or organizations or communities uh, around it. And so uh, I eventually had to speak one day uh, someone forced me to do it, and I figured out, gosh, this is amazing. You can change people's lives. Uh, you can grow a business. You, you, you can do a lot of different things by just getting up in front of others. And so once I had my taste of it, I became hooked. And so I started doing it more and more and more again, even though I was afraid. And then um, I then just started sharing with others. And so Speaking Empire was born. And um, then I said, you know what? I got to write a book, I got to share this, uh, you know, in more way, more ways than just from the stage or on webinars, I need to put it in print. And so my mentor, uh, I pitched him on the idea, and thus the book was born.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember one, uh, one of our very first guests here uh, mentioned two of the books of Dan Kennedy, and he said, oh, he has inspired me so much. If you, Dan, are you listening to this episode? Wow. <laughs> uh, greetings to you. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say you know Oscar along my journey I've actually here what here's what's interesting was about let me see it's 2017 about 13 years ago I read a Dan Kennedy book you know just as somebody that was coming out of university I didn't know what I was going to do I was an intern at at a startup company and I read his book about marketing and he taught me that you could put words on paper and people would you know, donate to a charity. People would opt into your list. People would give you money. And I said, "Wow, that's that's amazing." Because I was a techie, nerdy guy in school, and so I put into practice what he talked about in the book. And my phone started ringing. Actually, not my phone, but somebody else in the organization, because I was too introverted and afraid uh, to actually talk to people. As crazy as that sounds, yeah. and so uh, the salesperson took all the phone calls. But I, I became hooked because, you know, we can we as uh, influencers can put word on paper. We can speak into a microphone. Speak on stage or webinars and we can get people to do things and obviously good you know we can use that for good and i hope you're here because you want to use it for good and and change the the world and yes it can be used for bad um, but at the end of the day it's all about you know getting a message out there that really inspires people to take some sort of action and hopefully you're here because you want to do that in a good way
0: oh yes and one thing that you also mentioned uh, earlier when you said your your piece your your this first big fear that you have to uh to beat and what kind of course you you were taking that that forced you to take so many uh, presentations <laughs> in front of so many people because i i think m- many people should should it be forced to be in this situation like you had?
1: Uh, this is this is a great question and I would love to say it was a course. Uh, you, you you heard my story about how I t- had to take a course and I actually found a way out of it. I found a loophole that I didn't actually have to take that class and so I was able to graduate without taking public speaking. But uh, the course was the, the, the course of hard knocks uh, of life and so I was volunteering to work at this startup company as an apprentice because I figured out early on if I could just put myself in an environment where people are doing the things that I want to do one day, that would be a good scenario. And so I did. And so I volunteered to work for this company for free. Uh, They didn't have a lot of funds anyway. And so and I didn't get a job out of school. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll do it. And so what happened was along the way that opportunity came and my boss at the time, the person looking after me said, listen, I am closing. I am buying my house and I will not be able to do the presentation. You have to do it. And I shared the same story that I just shared with everyone about I was at university and I found the loophole and I didn't have to take the class and I'm not the guy to do it. And he's like, listen, if you want to continually to to grow and if you want to learn and if you want to continue to have a job, even though he wasn't paying at the time, but if you want to have a job here, you have to cover for me. And so my back was up against the wall. And so the funny thing was is I was forced to do it. I'd like to say I just – I jumped in and wanted to do it. And by being forced to do it, I did it, and then I experienced it. And I had all this fear about, oh, they're not going to believe me because I have a baby face, and you know, there are people triple my age in the room. Why, why would they even listen or care to listen to me? What if I say something wrong? And after I did it, all that stuff went away, and people were excited. And what I found out is if you have knowledge, specialized knowledge or – If you have a solution to their pain or their challenge, people generally want to know. They don't care how old you are, how young you are. But if they have a real big pain or problem and you've got a solution, people are going to listen to you. And so that's what I figured out. And um, I just kept doing it again and again, even though I was afraid. It didn't go away. I was still afraid. But I said, you know what? I need to grow. I need to do this. And that's what I did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, amazing story. (laughs) Dustin, before jumping into the webinars and online things, I know in your book you have, you mentioned one concept called choreography. Sounds so special. Could you tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah, this is a good thing, and and I, I this is my big big point, and I think a lot of people can get a value from this. I think everyone listening can get value from this, and it's this idea that, you know, if you listen to Oscar and you, you've been listening to past podcasts or listening to future podcasts as well, you know, a lot of a lot of times we focus on the message, which is important. You know, the rhetoric, what are we saying? How do we engage with the audience? You know, do you speed up your voice? Do you lower your voice? You know, these sorts of things are very powerful, and. I want you to think about this as influence. You know What we do is we influence for good. And so the message is very important. It's very important to get good at that. And what I've discovered in my experience is that there are things that you can do before you even present – before people even see you. And then obviously there are things that you can do afterwards. And so, Oscar, what I say is, you know, a lot of salespeople uh, and sales managers and people in marketing, they have sort of get this idea because they've all heard the fortune is in the follow-up. Meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have a conversation with somebody and you're trying to sell something and they don't buy there, well, that's okay. Just keep following up with them and eventually a good percentage of them will buy from you, but you got to be persistent. And so what I like to say Is when you speak and you're really trying to sell a message. Uh, and that can be, you know, not a product or service, but something that you want people to do, a boardroom, you know, your department, your employees, you know, you don't just give the message and say, yeah, go out there and get it team. You want to follow up. You want to check in to make sure that people really embrace it. And there are things that you can do afterwards. And so Oscar, I like to say this. My, my example is, you know, when you go see your favorite play, Maybe you're into operas, or maybe you like uh, entertainment like the the Blue Man Group or, or a circus, you know, something like that. So you're likely to have one of those that you've experienced in your life or know about. And so what I say is, the actor, the performer, these people, they practice and they practice. And they practice. They practice not only the words they say, they put themselves in the costumes, they dance around the stage, you know, they, they they practice every element of it and they choreograph the whole thing from when you enter the building to what temperature it is to you know the lighting, all of that affects the experience. And so I want to challenge people to think about okay, yes, deliver a powerful message, but can you do things ahead of time? And an example would be if you were going to go speak at a conference, can you engage with people on social media before you get there so they already know who you are and they're excited to see you? Can you release some videos if people opt in? You know, We're going to talk about webinars. So when someone opts in to, to register for your webinar, before the webinar takes place, maybe it's two days. So can you send some videos or some articles ahead of time to get people excited about what it is that you have to say and then, of course, follow up with them? And so I want, think, I want people to think about what are the things that I can do to influence and provide value before I give my message? And then what can I do afterwards? Because it's all part of the show, it's all part of the uh, experience, and it's all part of the performance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. It's a uh, uh, excellent concept that you mentioned. You, for instance, the the post presentation is uh, more the analogy of the good salesperson, effective salesperson, and the pre presentation is more like a like a real performer, like a, an actor in a, in a theater. Yeah, it's an excellent um, concept and and also you mentioned how to combine the physical with the online on this part also before and after your presentation.
1: Yes. Yeah, so online is, is, is can be tricky. And what, and what I mean by that is, you know, if you listen into the show and I suspect you speak sometimes, maybe you have to get up in front of others or, or you're about to, or, or you've always wanted to, uh, that should hit everyone. And, and so online, uh, you know, doing it in front of a room of people, you have a lot of, uh, how do I say advantages, meaning that sometimes, you know, when people get into a room or a boardroom or a conference, you know, they don't leave, you know, some people go to the bathroom and they, and they come back, but it's very rude, uh, you know, and, and there's a pressure to stay in that room. And there's also a pressure to sort of support that speaker. You know, maybe you want to see them succeed. But on a webinar, you know, people are busy. Uh, you know, they can't, you can't see them. So if they're, you know, checking their email on their phone. And so it's actually, I think, a lot harder to maintain attention online. And so what I like to say is when you do a webinar, think of this idea of choreography. And I want you to think, even if you're in academia, Maybe you're in education. I want you to think of yourself as a salesperson. Now, Oscar, I'm not saying you know, be the car salesperson, but I want you to think about that you're there to sell people on an idea just because you're in love with your idea and you're fascinated, can change the world. it doesn't mean they are. And so you have to take it like a salesperson and you have to f- sell the audience on why should they even care, why should they listen to you? And so on the webinar, one of the things that I love to do and I ask people to consider, is when you register when you ask people to join you for a special online event that you give them additional resources. So, I don't know about you Oscar but you know, do you sign up for webinars? Uh have you ever been on a webinar?
0: Yes, uh, I see very often offers no webinars to whose uh, topics sounds of course interesting and I sign up to many. I have attended, attended some of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of exactly. them I haven't. <laughs> yes.
1: Exactly. So uh, you sign up for a lot because you get excited about the topic. And then, you know, like you said, life happens. And so, you know, you you know, something happens in your family world or, you know, maybe, you know, a friend comes in from out of town. And so then you, you just don't show up for whatever reason. And in this world of attention uh, economy where you have to get people's attention, you really have to think about selling people on showing up. And so what I would say, Oscar, sometimes the reason why you didn't show up, yes, you had very important things happening in your life, but I would say that the presenter didn't sell you on showing up. And what I mean by that is you got excited by their title, but they probably didn't send you a video ahead of time saying, Oscar, you know, not, you can't personalize in most cases, but they didn't send a video ahead of time saying, listen, I'm really looking forward to getting together and here's what you're going to discover and oh by the way here's a download for you to have so that when we're together you can walk away with something and so it's all about providing value and so you know some people call it selling some people say providing value so when you do a webinar before you even deliver your presentation you want to think about selling them on showing up why do they even need to show up first because if they don't show up then they don't hear your message and so make sure to Give them gifts. Make sure to send out as much communication as possible without overdoing it. And I love video to really start to build that relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's an excellent point to 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 be really really convincing. Giving this extra extra material, a video, as you said, no talking, see that they can see you, you no see you talking, who you are, how you speak, uh, uh, what is your message. Part of that, so they are more engaged to to truly participate. During the webinar, when that really happens.
1: Absolutely. Do you, do you want me to give you some performance tricks?
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: Okay. So one of my favorite things, I love to use Go webinar and there's no shortage of platforms out there. And so oftentimes when we do presentations here at Speaking Empire and with many of our clients, they'll do slideshows, uh, meaning, you know, PowerPoint deck. And, and, and so that, that still is the norm. However, what I like to do, especially on a GoToWebinar, is I like to at least pop open the camera at the very beginning and just make a connection and say, hey, everyone, you know, I'm really excited that you're here before I actually go into my presentation. And then what I'll do is I'll make that connection, I'll engage immediately, and I'll tell people to type into the chat box. And, and that's another thing that's different than speaking on a stage is on a webinar, you really have to engage because people will check their email, they'll have other things open. And so you want to have a conversation like we're having here, and you want to tell 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 people, hey, listen, you know, you know, tell me where you're calling in from, you know, type it in the chat box. You want to make sure to engage, ask questions, do polls and make that personal connection at the very beginning. And it's very important to do that uh, because, you know, again, people's attention span is so much less. And so when you do this, you actually engage. And when you engage them, they actually retain a lot more. So during your performance, you've got to do things differently than you would do in a live room um, when you're on a webinar. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, excellent, uh, excellent piece of advice. Um, one question is: uh, we start jumping into webinars, and I don't know how long webinars have been so popular. Are they are today? But what I have to ask you: why to run a webinar? What would you tell me?
1: Mm, this is a very good, very, very good question you know, what's the benefit and and why do you want to run a webinar? It's really to establish relationship. Marketing is really just about relationships. And and what I know is this is when you get someone to a webinar, usually they go about 45 to 60 minutes. Sometimes you can go two hours. It, It really just depends on the nature of the content and then also your relationship with the audience. But let's just say on average, your webinar is about 45 minutes to an hour. And so just imagine that, like where else can you get an hour of someone's attention? You know, if you look at Facebook or even LinkedIn, you know you're in a feed among others, and so you don't really have divided attention. uh, You know, on that, you know, on TV shows are 30 minutes, and so the reason why you want to do webinars is to educate your audience. Uh, If you're making a sale, you know, having 45 minutes to an hour in front of your prospect is is very powerful because it gets them excited about it. The other thing uh, that it allows you to do is really educate. And, and at the end of the day, the one thing I can say to anyone that speaks is you want to bring value. And so maybe you're a motivational speaker and you want to, uh, inspire people to go have a better life. Well, bring, bring more value. Give them more actionable things that they can do. Don't just give them quotes. Don't just give them, you know, you know, stories, but give them things that when they leave your presentation will help them out in the real world. Maybe you're in business and you're in sales and you give presentations. Give them tools and resources so that even if they don't buy from you, their life is going to be better. Because I'll tell you this. If you play the long game and you build value for people, instinctually, intuitively, people are going to remember that and whether or not they buy themselves, they will refer, they will talk about you and you will benefit. So always come with the question of how can I build value in this situation for my audience or for my prospect?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, of course, the importance of giving value, no? so you are going to be remembering people will sooner or later, but might be uh, buying something from you or Recommending to to some uh, colleague or or friend. And yeah, I like a lot what you said that one good reason for organizing webinars is because you you might have up to one hour of attention to the audience. And yeah, I haven't thought about that. (laughs) It's a great point
1: well you, you know oscar what what 's funny and the bigger bigger point here is you know we we live now in a world where we can do Facebook live and Periscope and go to webinar and podcast and so there 's so much out there and i I want to remind folks too that the old school works very well and, and what I mean by that these are for my friends that um, are have causes uh, are charities or in business and, and so Never underestimate the power of the old school, and so there are many businesses and causes and organizations that do live events. Even though we don't even have to get on a plane, even though you know we've got so many tools at our disposal uh, to make life easy, there are seminars and conferences still going on because of this desire for us to connect face-to-face. And so um, webinars are very powerful, and I also want to challenge any business owner or cause or community to do live events because – Live events really give you that power to connect with people. And just like the webinar gives you an hour of attention, well, imagine a live event. Someone has to get on a plane. They have to call the babysitter. They have to make arrangements to be there. (laughs) And so you really have a good amount of attention at that event. And so the more commitment you get, the better off you are as a presenter, as a communicator, an influencer.
0: Yeah, it's definitely – much more powerful, and you can engage more, as you said, in in real events. No, you can get at easily one at least one day of attention for uh, for people. And besides, uh, yeah, please go ahead.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, I was just gonna say, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, it, it's it's spot on what you just said. <laughs>
0: and besides webinars, as an example of um, online way of communicating, what what else? Uh, we can do online to spread a message? What are the, the good ones that you recommend?
1: I love Facebook Lives. Um, I, I really love them. And, and I love, I want to say podcasts as well. And, and so as a speaker, this applies to everyone, as a speaker or someone that has a message, what I love is that we can turn on a Facebook, uh, uh, we can turn on our phone and turn on a Facebook Live and we can communicate to the world instantly and we don't have to have the best lighting and the best equipment. And it gives us the opportunity to write this one down Practice. (laughs) Yes, practice. So, uh, Oscar, I I love to share this one. You know, I think of comedians that are performers like uh, here in the US. uh, There's Chris Rock, you know, is a very, very famous uh, comedian, funny. And so, you know, he's on national TV and he does world tours where he goes around and he performs and, and he does comedy. What most people don't realize is before he does that, he's practicing and he's in a small little comedy club in some small town. Under a pen name, under a different name, because he doesn't want, you know, his his name uh, to be the reason why people show up. He doesn't want his name to be why they're laughing at his jokes. He's in a small comedy club, you know, with a disguise and he's trying material and he's trying to get real feedback. And so. I love this when it comes to us as communicators is before we go on the stage. Well, why not line up a couple podcasts where you can try material? Like right now, like I'm giving material, you know, I'm getting Oscar's feedback. I'll see the comments afterwards. Why not do a Facebook live where you can get it in live time? And so from a speaker standpoint, it's a whole lot easier if you've sort of delivered the material ahead of time and you know that your audience has a favorable reaction to it. And I know. We don't always get these opportunities. However, if you get the opportunity to practice on a, on a Facebook Live, a Periscope, or a podcast, I highly recommend it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's an excellent uh, reason to, as you said, to try your new material. No? What, uh, what resonates, what doesn't. and So for the big event, you are, uh, you are with the right material, and it's very well rehearsed and much more powerful. Dustin, could you now tell us what is your favorite quotation?
1: Hmm. Yes. Well, it's kind of self-serving in, in what I do, but, uh, you know, when, when I was thinking about this, uh, it comes from Maya Angelou. And so she was, you know, a civil rights activist here in, in the U S and she was a poet. Um, she's published books and, and all that. She was a thought leader, uh, someone that, that really created change. And so I really identify with her quote. She says this, I've learned that people will forget what you said. Right. That's funny because, you know, we're speakers and we work so hard on the message. But this is what she says. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will even forget what you did, your actions, but people will never forget how you made them feel how you made them feel. And I think about that when I deliver a presentation. I, you know, the message is important, and it's important to give value, but also, too, you want to make it an experience. So it's right in line with this idea of choreography that um, you need to think about or you should consider to make yourself most, most powerful and to make yourself heard in this marketplace. You've got to figure out how are you going to make your audience feel by your presentation.
0: Uh, so true, in and in a great quotation is... yeah. It's always nice to hear that quotation. eh? (laughs) And Dustin, now, could you recommend us uh, one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you?
1: Oh, only one book, Oscar? If you can. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many books. I'm I'm a student of the game, and I I think that's a big lesson is you should always bring a student's mindset. You know, I got to give credit to a book that's changed my life, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it is a book on real estate. However, it's a book on entrepreneurship. And so I wouldn't be here today if I didn't read that book because that set me on a path over, uh, gosh, 13 years ago now. Yeah, 13 or 14 years ago. um, That set me on this path of being a student, discovering. And just because you graduate from school or go to school doesn't mean you stop learning. And so um, that book has radically changed my life. Uh,
0: Robert Kiyosaki, correct?
1: Yes, classic. Yeah, yes, yes. i
0: also read that. And one of the things that I like that book uh, is also how he made this analogy in a very simple way that anybody can understand what, what he wrote. So it's, it's really remarkable. Agreed. Dustin, finally, could you share with us one exercise, something practical that you recommend us doing uh, regularly? A Routine to Shine.
1: Ooh, I like it. The big thing that I want to impart is this idea of momentum. So here's what I want you to consider: whatever your goal is, maybe it's to be a public speaker, maybe it's uh, to you know start a business, maybe it's to lose weight, or or maybe it's to find the love of your life. What? So pick a goal, right? No matter what, I, you know, I don't care what the goal is, but pick one, right? That you want to accomplish. And here's what I want you to do: I want you to take one small action a day towards your goal. Now, let me define that so people. Get it. So you get it. So an action can be, you know, Obviously, if you want to be a better uh, speaker, uh, then listen into Oscar's next, you know, three, five, you know, seven podcasts. Right? Keep listening into the show. That would be a small action that you can do. Right? Fifteen minutes a day, thirty minutes a day, you can listen in, into the show. Right? Or it can be go on Google and do some research, or it can be go to a seminar, go to a conference, it can be go buy a book, you know, on weight loss if you want to lose lose weight, or go watch a YouTube video. Just do something small, and that doesn't mean you have to get on a plane and, and travel the world to go do so do it. Just something small. And what I want you to do is every day just do one action towards your goal. Get educated. Take an action every single day because at the end of a year, you'll have taken 365 steps towards your action. And let me tell you the secret. Oftentimes, it's not going to take you 365 days. It's not going to take you a whole year. It's going to take you a lot shorter because you're building momentum. And so don't do what I did at university and wait till the last night and try to study for the exam or try to write the paper. Take one small action a day towards your goal. You'll build momentum, and you'll get there a whole lot quicker and have a whole lot less stress. Yes,
0: I could agree more. Excellent piece of advice. Eh? For, because if you do, of course, every day with uh, being constant, uh, you don't skip any single day. Yes, uh, as you say, you, you are not going to need the uh, three three 360 days. <laughs> the result will come earlier. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's what I found.
0: Yeah, fantastic! Thanks a lot, uh, Dustin, for this very inspiring interview with you. So your energy, I like a lot. Uh, the way you transmit uh, your message, uh, this choreography concept, so mm, will make me think. With sticking with me, is going to <laughs> how to apply it in the, in the in every single performance that I do in the in the near future. So could you tell us how we can learn more about your projects, about yourself? What are the best ways for that?
1: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that, that opportunity. Uh, I have a new book out right now that if you like this conversation out uh, about choreography and how do you present with influence and, and you know, what, what can you do ahead of time and after time, if you like this idea, no matter what industry you're in, no matter if you're in corporate or you're an entrepreneur, uh, check out No BS. NoBSPresentations.com, NoBSPresentations.com, and you can get all the information on the book. And make sure to get the resources because I know it's one thing to read a book, and then it's another thing to actually implement ideas from the book. And so I've given you a bunch of resources and templates uh, to check out there. If you – are the type of person that loves live experiences and uh, wants to get access to uh, a bunch of valuable information, check out speakingempire.com. That's where we do a lot of our work and a lot of our tests and and research there at speakingempire.com and make sure to check out the Amplify experience, which is a live event that we do. So if you want to come witness it in action, definitely give that a look.
0: All right. There are many ways to get more from you.
1: (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thanks a lot, Dustin. It was a pleasure talking with you and all the best.
1: Absolutely. You too.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time.